We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai Studios. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Check out the score's new showtime. Our starting lineup kicks off your morning with Mullion Hall at a new time. Now getting you to work at 5.30 and going all the way to 10 a.m. Followed by the newest mashup of Dan Bernstein and Lawrence Holmes. 10 a.m. till 2. Parkins and Spiegel afternoons 2 to 6. And Gabe Ramirez at night. Same great score lineup, new times. We are Sports Radio 670 The Score. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD 2 Chicago. Station. Well, yeah. Well, if, if I was going to keep P. Will, and and then yes, then I would I would make that deal to throw the extra picks in plus plus Vooch. As much as I, I like Vooch, I think he's one of the best offensive uh, centers in the league. You know, especially back to the basket. I wish wish he had played a little bit more back to the basket uh, right. against Milwaukee in the playoffs. Right. You know, but. You know, I'd, I'd be I'd be willing to do that. This is the Scores NBA Draft Special, live from the Advocate Center, with your hosts, Chuck Swarski and Bill Winnington. And welcome back. Hour number two on 670, the score, as the uh, Bulls with the 18th pick. Just to my left, Bill Winnington, a former number one pick back in the day out of St. John's for the Dallas Mavericks. And also assisting us today, Ryan Porth from 670, the score, Mitch Rosen, the czar of Odyssey 670, the score, the flagship home of the Chicago Bulls, along with uh, the great Rich White, and just to our right, Rob Schaefer of NBC Sports Chicago. Rob, how are you doing? I, I don't think I quite have the resume of uh, Big Bill Winnington <laughs> no, over there, but I'm doing pre- I'm do. doing pretty well, Chuck. Yeah, but Although you got I, way better hair. <laughs> way yeah, better. Do we really have to go there? I knew you were going to work that in. <laughs> we'll ride that as long as we can. So, so, Rob, you're going on your fourth year, and I've told you this, and I'm not patronizing you. I love reading your stuff because you go beyond just the headlines, and you really are very analytical, and I say that in a very positive way, and you make people think, which is good. That's what a writer should do. Mm-hmm. So when you analyze what the Bulls should do, what they can do, what what are some of the elements that are going into your reasoning? Yeah, I, well, I don't think they're a team that is a – player away necessarily from getting to where they want to be I think that was obvious watching the first round series against Milwaukee where let's be honest it was pretty non-competitive even with Milwaukee playing without a lot of people would say their second best player in Chris Middleton that said when you look at the assets at the Bulls disposal all these big trades get talked about let's package together Patrick Williams let's try to move up let's go get Gobert I think there is an argument that the most prudent approach in this draft night is to stick at 18, maybe see if you can move up or down a few spots, pick up an extra asset here or there, and try to get a rotation player with some upside that you have on a cost-controlled deal moving forward for the next four years, maybe can help you next year and then improve moving forward. Now, there's arguments either which way on that, but I think 
you have the top end of the roster figured out, right? You've got all-star caliber scores in the starting lineup. Try to get that spot 7 through 10 in the rotation a little bit more solid, and maybe this team's fortunes shift a little bit next year. I, I suspect that's the tack that the front office is going to take, but it'll be interesting to see how that offseason tips off tonight. Rob, I want to ask you about let, – let's get to this in a moment because you have to trust your scouting staff and the optics from – not only AK and Mark, but people who have followed these kids from day one, really dating back to either high school ball, they've seen them play maybe one or two years of college, in some cases maybe three or four, maybe. But at 18, are you expecting, if they stay at 18, are you talking about a, a mid-rotation player, a late-rotation player? Are you talking about somebody who says, okay, like we, we have to let this kid breathe a little bit? Yeah, I think it depends who's available. Obviously, the history of a pick like 18, late teens, is going to be more rotation player, and you're trying to find a star role player as opposed to a superstar caliber player in, in general. Uh, but, you know, I, I think this draft is kind of interesting. It seems like there's a pretty defined top four or five, and then after that there's a little bit more parity in terms of how teams and uh, analysts view a lot of these guys that are going to go between, say, the six and, you know, the late lottery into the teens. Uh, so it kind of depends on what they're able to – um, you know, maneuver and who's there on the board. But, I, again, I think the good news for this Bulls team is there isn't pressure to get a number one or a number two or a number three scoring option. You have that – you have the top-end talent, I think, to compete. It's more adding depth. It's more adding versatile two-way players that are going to allow you to play different styles and just allowing you to weather, you know, potentially if there are injury-plague stretches of a season. Um, if you're in a playoff series and you have to, you know, match up in a different way, play different styles – I think you can afford to focus on more versatility um, on a role player level as opposed to, you know, trying and going out to get a superstar guy at number 18. Now, if you get a superstar guy in the trade market, that would be great. Um, but in terms of that pick, I would not be expecting somebody that's going to come in and make crazy headlines as a, as a star level prospect. But I don't think that means that they can't find someone that's going to contribute next year right. and maybe evolve into a starter over time. Uh, I, I agree 100%. That actually, the Bull, last time the Bulls had the 18th pick, I believe, was B.J. Armstrong. Oh, there you go. Uh, so Great example. It, you know, he evolved in. And, and obviously last year what they did with Iowa, Iowa was you know, a lot better than a second-round pick. So he's, he's evolved too. But I agree with you 100%. This is, and, and that it was a shortcoming of the Bulls. The Bulls' depth was tough mm -hmm. this year. And we had guys playing out of position, playing uh, against bigger guys when they didn't have to. And or shouldn't have been playing and, and had to play a different style. But I, I think with the 18th, I agree with you, the 18th pick is going to be a guy that's going to fill that role and give us some depth because I do agree with the, the starting lineup is kind of set, and and I like it. And, you know, obviously barring a, a horrendous start, uh, I think we will be better just by having a deeper bench. And, you know, the little tweaks that you can do here and there because you're going to have to have different players and pick up different free agents just coming in to fill spot, roster spots coming down a stretch. Totally. And I think the beauty of the Bulls situation, obviously, depth is a problem. Mm -hmm. The bright side of that is, is there a specific position type that they could take with this 18th pick that you say, oh, they don't fit on the roster? No, I think, I think they need size. They need shooting. They could use backcourt depth. They certainly could use wing depth with some of the guys that might go out the door in free agency next year in terms of a Troy Brown Jr. or Derek Jones Jr. I don't necessarily expect a lot of the back-end guys from last year's roster to be back. You don't have to draft for need at 18. You could take the best player available, and I think if you're confident in that guy's upside and that guy's projection, there's a pretty good chance he could slot in as a depth piece for this team. We'll, we'll see how the board plays out, though, of course. Orlando is on the clock with the number one pick, uh, whether it's going to be Smith, uh, whether it's going to be Holmgren, uh, whether it's going to be Ben Carroll. Uh, all I can tell you is that 
I think this is the first time I can recall, number one, there are no leaks whatsoever, (laughs) okay? There's been a lot of speculation. I think Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, who are running the show, I know they just got extended. They need to hit a home run with this pick, Rob. Mm-hmm. They, they cannot afford a double or a triple. You get the number one pick. You get you got to make this count now. Uh, totally. Because you look at that Magic roster, right? A lot of guys that you like, a lot of interesting young players. You know, every time they came in and played the Bulls, I was actually pretty impressed with how hard they played. And you have guys that you see these flashes from. But you're right, Chuck, they are missing that number one blue chip prospect that's probably going to take them to the next level uh, of their rebuild. This is your chance to do it. This is the golden opportunity well, to do it. Well, they've had a lot of number one, uh, high number one picks. Yeah. I mean, Isaac is never on the floor. Yeah. Bamba has been a disappointment up and, until last year. And could be gone now as soon as he shows promise. We got our old buddy Wendell down there yep. look, looking better than he has. He's flourished. Yeah, he, he has flourished. Um, so, yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to see what they do because – Obviously, these are all frontcourt players. The Magic have always been flush with frontcourt players. But if it is a guy like Paolo Bancaro, who I know there's been some buzz kind of building up in the minutes before the draft, it was widely thought to be Jabari Smith from Auburn for for a lot of the weeks leading up. If it is a guy like Paolo Bancaro, I think he'd be an interesting addition in terms of his polish as an offensive player, as a shot creator. Um, getting that from the frontcourt position uh, could really unlock you know a lot of different aspects of their roster. So it, it'll be very interesting to see what, what Orlando does here. So if you had the number one pick, who would you go for? I, I think I go Bancaro, and I, I base that off of you know, a little. I, I don't consider myself a, a scout or a draft expert necessarily, but people that I talk to that I, that I trust that that really know this stuff and have it down to a science love Bancaro's upside as a shot creator. He's passable defensively. He's not necessarily a special defensive prospect in the way that a Chet Holmgren is with his shot blocking, or even Jabari with his potential versatility. But I think shot creation is just the most valuable skill in the modern NBA, and Bancaro really looks like he's going to be able to do it if he improves the consistency of his three-point shot from all three levels. Um, and I just, I just think the upside there is something that I would be remiss to pass on. He also seems to have a pretty high floor because it seems like he is the most refined prospect of those three guys now. So that might be a little bit of an unconventional take, but I, that, that would probably be my guy if, if I was on the clock. Well, we have uh, reports from Shams along with Woj that indeed the Orlando Magic are taking Paolo Bangaro. So there you go. Luckily, my, my uh, employment is not tied to that decision the way Jeff, uh, <laughs> Jeff Weltman's is, but, but, uh, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So again, the uh, Magic for the fourth time in franchise history with the number one overall pick. Take the Duke big man out of O'Day High School in Seattle, Washington, and he goes number one. Wow. Uh, and he never worked out for Orlando. No, I saw a report. Yeah, they got him on the phone this week or something. Yeah, but yeah that is yeah. that is gutsy. That's, that's the way to do it, though. And obviously his size and offensive skills are, are huge. Now, how would you describe Bancaro's uh, suit, Bill? <laughs> Um, you know what it looks like? It looks like one of those suits where you got a green screen behind you and it's got all those little balls on it so they can kind of animate you, make Are an you animation of you. little tiny ornaments yeah. on a purple suit? Uh, but, I, but, you know, I've been told those are like two-carat diamonds, Charlie. Oh, okay. No, not. <laughs> well, you never know, Bill. <laughs> this is interesting, but too. good for him. This, this was not thought to be the pick until really a few minutes ago. Yep. I, I mean... I, I'm curious to see how much this shakes up the rest of the top three. Do you see Chet and Jabari go? Do you see a guy like Jaden well, Ivey sneaking there? Is there now trade movement? Like, this is really sets up for kind of a more unpredictable night than I maybe was expecting. Well, it does because, again, when you have the number one pick, this now, the pressure is squarely on Waltman and yep. Hammond in Orlando. Yep. 
because if Smith goes on, and Smith is a terrific player. Totally. But if he goes on, let's say he is the – well, now it's going to be interesting because with with all the talk that Oklahoma City loves Holmgren and Holmgren wants to play there mm-hmm. um, because he, he, you know, he feels that he can match up well with Giddy. But if Holmgren goes number two and Smith goes number three to Houston, it's going to be very interesting because I, they they better get it right. And I think this kid is a very gifted offensive player, as you mentioned, Rob. Yeah. But Bill, I'll tell you what, that that the ownership right now of Orlando is saying, okay, you like this kid, and if you've fallen in love with this kid, this is on you. Well, I, I think that that's gonna, that comes down to ownership's going to do that. Uh, all the time, and I think he's definitely going to be a guy that can help them score offensively. He's going to be uh, with his size and being being able to six ten, being able to put it on the floor and and get to the basket is good. Uh, will definitely help them. But uh, defensively, uh, for a six foot ten guy, you know the, the knock against him, he's not that rim protector that you would hope he could be. And defensively, he's not a great defender. But uh, offensively, he's as skilled as anyone uh, coming out in the draft right now. So, Rob, number two, Oklahoma City. They got a lot of draft assets. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get another lottery pick from what I read. But where do you think they're going? They need a big. I, I And this this lines up with the smoke. I, I think it's got to be Chet Holmgren here, Chuck. And I, it, now, obviously, you don't draft for fit, especially at this stage, number two overall. But Oklahoma City does not seem to be a front office. Sam Presti does not seem to be an executive that is uh, scared off at all by a boomer bust prospect Mm -hmm. that kind of to me you know is what Chet Chet Holmgren projects to be there's a very very high ceiling with his size with the shooting ability with his rim protection with his ability to put the ball on the floor and transition the ceiling is tantalizing there's also you know with the questions about um, his frame is is his offensive game going to translate to the next level there's a little bit of a downside there too but I think well speak what do do you think of his his body Bill I I think his game is is tremendous but I don't like his body I graduated high school 215 pounds. I was 17. Yeah. 200. He at his size. Yeah. He's 190 right now, and I, I just worry. And I played against a guy Sean Bradley, mm-hmm. uh, who had a thin frame and yeah. wasn't you know not big. But Sean Bradley was was seven four, seven five, and he, he was really big and just had to stand there and had long reach. I'm just worried. Can his frame take that pounding night and night? And we talked about this. Oh, you have brain lock now. With uh, New Orleans, uh, been hurt all year. Zion. Zion Williamson. His frame is so big, he can't take the pounding. But his this fr- Holgren's frame is so s- slight. I just don't. I, I would be a little concerned about that. Now his game. I love his game. Is he going to be strong enough? And and will he be sturdy enough to to play 82 games night in and night, uh, season in and season out? That that I have question marks on. I, I think I think the optimistic view would be, 19 years old. If you bring him into your building and you have trust and faith in his work ethic, you hope he's going to put on muscle and weight over time. And two, the thing that you hear from people who have evaluated him and, and know him, he's so competitive. And you saw it even watching. I watched a little bit of his high school tape, and he's he, he really is um, as competitive a guy as you can imagine. So yes. I think he will, you know, compensate for that lack of heft as much as he possibly can. Um, but it is, it is an interesting question mark. I just think in Oklahoma City, he fits because of how high his upside is. They're a front office that has just always bet on that. And, I mean, you just picture him running the floor with Giddy and Shea Gilgis-Alexander, mm-hmm. uh, and he's exactly the type of front court player that they're looking for in terms of a guy that can push pace, um, space the floor, 
like I, I, I think he, I think the combination of upside and fit there is so great that I, I think he'll be the, uh, the pick for them. Yeah, two things. Number one, Gonzaga has a history of turning out big men to the pros, whether it back in the days, Zach Collins, now with San Antonio, Kelly Olenek, of course, with Detroit. Um, we could go right down the list. Um, but, you know, one thing is that he played high school ball in Minneapolis under Larry Suggs, Jalen Suggs' father. Yeah. And so you would think, you know, Jalen went to Gonzaga and missed him by a year because they did not overlap. But I'm wondering, you know, you, you have plenty of intel mm -hmm. and you got the number one pick and decide to go another direction. I wonder what that says. Maybe it says nothing. We got Maybe the, it says they just really love Bancaro. Well, right? that, that's right. And I think that's how they're going to sell this. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, again, the second pick in the draft. There and, goes. again, Holmgren to Oklahoma yep. City. And that's where you wanted to go. And, 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 again, that's not a bad pick. And Oklahoma City is a team where, you know, they have the time to, to develop him if, he, if he's not – if they want him to get stronger. But I, I think he, he can go in there and be – and play right away. Because I, I just look back at when the Bulls drafted Tyson Chandler. Tyson mm. was slight as well. And it just took four or five years for him to get that frame and strength. Now, Tyson was a great player and had a fantastic career. But I, I just look, wondered, you know, do they have four years to put the weight on him to, till they can reach that full potential? I'm not saying he's not going to be a good player now. Yeah and help them out now as mm -hmm. a rim protector and a guy that can handle the ball and just be uh, a, a nice player. But that potential that we, we all see that can happen, Yeah, the how well, far the, away is that? The well, the, the beauty of Oklahoma City, they got all the time in the world. They got all the draft picks in the world. Yes, so they do. If I, this is, again, where you, you talk about, again, you don't draft for fit this high in the draft, but you do consider it when you look at, all right, if this guy lands in this specific place, is he going to be maximized there? And I do think – for a guy like him who's going to have to, like you said, you're going to have to have patience with him. He's going to have to play through mistakes. The stakes are kind of low there right now in terms of actually winning basketball games. They're right. really taking the slow build approach to this. I think I'm about as optimistic as uh, as I could be about him panning out because he's in Oklahoma City as really any other situation uh, towards the top of the draft. So the first two uh, picks are in the books. Orlando goes for Paolo Bancaro out of Duke. And then Oklahoma City, Chet Holmgren, uh, one year at Gonzaga. Up next, the Houston Rockets. Rob Schaefer has been uh, kind enough to spend some time with us. Rob, stick uh, around for a couple more minutes. Bill Weddington to my left. You're listening to live coverage of the NBA draft featuring the Chicago Bulls on 670 The Score. Um, so you got the Houston Rockets. They're a mess, <laughs> to say the least. They are. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, you know, Intentionally so, to a degree. How, how about this? I, you know, John Wall... Didn't play one game. Yeah. He just, you know, he's getting paid next year, 22-23, $47 million. Yeah. And, and I mean, what do you do with this? I, I, I think it's another one where you just, you take the guy that you think has the most upside. And I, you know, I think Houston was in an interesting spot here. I don't know if it was an enviable spot because you don't necessarily get your pick between the, you know, top three prospects, the consensus top three prospects. But here... If you end up with Jabari Smith at number three, if you're Houston, you got to feel pretty good about that, um, especially because you have a, a guard in Jalen Green who you think is going to develop into an all-star scorer at one point in his career. Which he may. Which he may. Yep. You have a center in Shangun who had flashes last year. Now we'll see how he pans out. Yep. But him and Jabari Smith as a front court. Offensively, I, I agree. there is a lot of potential there. I agree. But, but, but let me ask you this, because you were a player, and you know the dynamics of front office ownership playing. How – I mean, when you go to your owner and say, we've got a player here, 
and we, he's going to make over $40 million. Oh, by the way, next year he's making $47 million, and we're not going to play him. How, yeah. I mean, what, if, if I'm the owner, I'm saying, what? What? You know, every obviously every owner is different. Every general manager is different, and you you make mistakes along the way, and you, somehow you have to live with them. And uh, and this is obviously something that they're looking at right now and saying, you know, he's not the guy that's really going to help us right now. And it, maybe it's just better if he steps away from the locker room and and helps us. And obviously, it, it's not a, a good thing for John Wall when a team is saying, you know what, we don't want you around. You're not going to play for us. But uh, we don't know what's going on in that locker room and, and what's happening and how bad it is. And I've been in locker rooms well, where you've had, yeah, uh, for and lack I don't of a know better him. word, a cancer. I, I don't know him, so I can't really comment on a, on a human being. I don't mm -hmm. know. But, Rob, we were – the Bulls were in Houston. And you know how teams come up, they warm up, and then they hit the locker room 30 minutes before the game. And so there's no one on the floor. He comes on the floor 30 minutes before tip and shoots with – either his own personal coach or somebody. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, there is a major disconnect here. That's And that's why you feel for a guy like John Wall, right? Because he clearly wants to yes, play. Yes, he does want to play. And, and, it's, and it's a situation where a team wants to, you know, let's be honest, they want to improve their draft position by losing games, especially last season. Like, they, they end up with the third pick in the draft that's by design. That's probably the biggest thing. And that's the biggest thing. And then also, you know, you, you do want – they had a bunch of young guards. You had Kevin Porter Jr., you had Jalen Green. Like, they wanted space to develop those guys. You just you do feel for a guy like John Wall, and the most unfortunate thing about the situation is because of the size of that contract, I'm sure Houston and him would love to come to an amicable arrangement where they could trade him somewhere else. Who could trade for a contract of that size? That's that's well, really you can trade him even up now for Westbrook. <laughs> but oh wait a minute, that already happened. Um, but again, we're talking about a five-time All-Star. The yeah. thing is, I don't know how his body is yeah. because the last couple of years he has been really, really banged up. So, again, $47.4 million for John Wall. And, by the way, Houston, according to uh, Shams, has selected Jabari Smith Jabari out Smith. of Auburn at number three. So, there you go. So, now the intrigue is Sacramento. And, okay. are, and are they on the clock? You know, do they, do they make this pick or do they execute that trade that has been such a target of, of So, rumors? what do you do? My opinion on the Kings, it's hard to have an opinion on the Kings because I have no idea what direction they're going in on a, on a given day. Uh, I think I, – I know they're in this mode where they want to win now. They want to snap the playoff drought. Um, I don't think that they are in a position where they have enough talent on the roster right now to not just stick there, take the highest upside guy you can. In my opinion, it's Jaden Ivey. I don't know what their draft board looks like. Um, that's what I would do if I was Sacramento, but – there's so much speculation around them. Maybe they'll try to trade it for more of a win now, a veteran type. Um, to me, that would just be it'd be a Pete King's move. I would I would I could see it coming from their perspective. Um, but if it was me, I would just take the surefire prospect and build it a little bit slower than they are right now. It'll be well, interesting to see. I'm just gonna say this before we take a break. I'll bet you on some boards, Jaden Ivey was in the top three. Absolutely. Yep. I'm just saying that. I think some people really liked him either above Holmgren or above Smith, definitely above Holmgren. Mm -hmm. that, that's just my opinion. He's I dynamic. He, yeah, I, I, I really, really like him. I think he's going to be a fabulous player. Uh, speaking of Westbrook, he has a lot of Westbrook's game. Uh, Rob, always a pleasure. Continued success. I love your stuff. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. All, All right, right, Rob, thanks. All right, uh, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington will return with the uh, fourth pick with the Sacramento Kings now on the clock. 
on 670 The Score, brought to you in part by Bet Rivers, Tasty Works, Lakeshore Recycling Systems, Horizon Therapeutics, Bet MGM, Duncan, and Great Lakes Credit Union. Back with more in a moment, right here from The Advocate with the Bulls 2022 NBA. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. With the first pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Orlando Magic select Paolo Bancaro from Duke University. This is the Scores NBA Draft Special, live from the Advocate Center, with your hosts, Chuck Swarski and Bill Winnington. And welcome back. Always a pleasure on 670, the score. Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington. We have Ryan Porth. We have Mitch Rosen and our trusty engineer spinning the dials. Of course, Rich White, Keegan Murray out of the University of Iowa. The first Hawkeye drafted in the first round since 1998. And Bill, the last Hawkeye to go in the first round, Ricky Davis, who is an interesting player to say the least. Bill, you played against Ricky Davis. I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes. So uh, Ricky Davis, <laughs> uh, Ricky Davis, the last Iowa Hawk had to go in the first round. Keegan Murray now goes to Sacramento, and Jaden Ivey goes to Detroit. And I think it's a great match for the Pistons and Jaden Ivey. Uh, I but think also, so. again, Jaden Ivey was on record saying he really didn't want to go to Sacramento. Then all of a sudden, probably his agent got to him and said, you know, it's really not a good look for you to come out publicly and say that. So then Jay Ivey was on a Zoom call with Sacramento say, hey, listen, I could play there. Everything's fine. You know, it's funny, though, that that does play an effect to a, to a lot of teams. They don't want a guy that's not going to be happy or thrilled to be there because it doesn't project a good look. And, and Well, especially in Sacramento, so, yeah. they're trying to get their act together. <laughs> yes, they are, and and they got some young talent there. I like the trade. I like the big fella he's got there. Uh, Sabonis, Sabonis yeah. uh, is, is is good. So they got some pieces, but you're right. They're they're really struggling right now, trying to find things. Uh, they've been going through coaching changes, player changes, and uh, just trying to find that identity right now. But uh, I agree with you. You mentioned earlier they're really trying to get uh, back to the playoffs right now, and 
they're going to do their best to do that, and hopefully this will work for them. But uh, you don't want to bring in a player that may be a problem in the locker room because uh, that does not help, especially for a young team. Yeah, well, again, the Pistons with $43 million in cap room after Jeremy Grant goes to Portland. But, Bill, some of that money obviously is going to be ticketed for Marvin Bagley. Oh, I was hoping it was for me and you. But... <laughs> well, no, I, I'd rather be in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. No offense to Detroit because I love Dwayne Casey, and I think he's a terrific coach. But, Bill, I mean, they've, they've got some options now to deal with in the uh, free agent market. Uh, they do, uh, yes. And, and that's, I guess, the best thing to have is when you've got a lot of money, you can spend money to get players. Uh, I think they just, uh, in Ivy, they got a, a nice piece that's really going to help them. So uh, they're in the driver's seat right now as far as developing a, a, a great young team for the future. Uh, just uh, you're going to have to live with a few rookie mistakes and a young team mistakes right now. But I think they have the time and the mindset for that right to, to go forward. So, again, repeating the news, Ben Caro goes number one overall to Orlando. Holmgren goes number two to Oklahoma City. Smith uh, goes to Houston. And that Rocket Ball Club, Bill, again, putting, putting John Wall aside, again, this is going to be a very young Houston ball club. We saw that they made the deal, of course, with the Christian Wood, uh, peddled away in the offseason. But, you know, the Rockets are at a point where they're still in a major, major rebuilding mode. Uh, they are, and, and they've got a lot of issues they've got to work through now. We've, we've already talked about some of them uh, with John Wall, but uh, they've got to find a way. And one of the things we were talking about earlier in the show is the pressure now that's being put on teams to, to get better quickly and try and find a way because your fan base starts to get lost and you need to find a way to, to be relevant in, in the NBA. So uh, Houston has struggled for a few years now trying to get things going, but uh, again, I think the pressure starts uh, on them to get better sooner as opposed to later. All right, you're listening to live coverage right here from the Advocate. Chuck Swirsky along with Bill Weddington, the big seven-footer out of St. John's, and to my right, the seven-footer from Vanderbilt, Will Purdue, NBA champ, Bill Weddington, NBA champ, and me, hey, our CYO team did pretty well when I was 11 <laughs> years young. Back in the day in Seattle, where Apollo Pangaro was from. There you go. What position did you play, though, Chuck? I was the water boy. Oh, come on now. So, Will, what, what do you think thus far with the uh, draft? Keegan Murray goes to Sacramento. Jaden Ivey didn't want to play there. Well, listen, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but we've seen a lot of players that we consider to be good, solid players go to Sacramento and struggle. And, you know, that is an unfortunate situation, but the one thing I'm sitting here thinking now, right now, is I watch the fact that Jaden Ivey just went to Detroit. Bill, when you guys get ready to play the Pistons, you're not going to get a chance to say much because that team's going to be going up and down yep. the floor. With Cunningham. Ivy, oh, yeah. Sadiq Bay. Well, and, and you know, the, the rumor is now because of the, the cap room that they made. Aiton? With Aiton coming in. So you talk about a good young nucleus that, you know, give them two or three years. Because what's one of the things that we were so proud about <clears throat> is what the Bulls did was is now we've kind of become a destination again. Right. Because of the fact that we're now winning – we're back in the playoffs. If you're a, an all-star caliber player and you're towards the back end of your career, 
but you still have a lot of gas left in the tank. Wouldn't you think now that Detroit looks pretty attractive? Oh, right now, yes, absolutely. And, and to get a, a, that veteran player, a locker room leader, the guy that can come in and play but uh, lead. Who is example. that? Because I, I wouldn't put Aiton in that category. No, no, no. We're no. not talking about Aiton. We're talking about now you take Aiton. You take – and listen, I'm going to tell you this. I like Ivy the best I do. out of all these kids because of the speed of which he can yes. play. Yep. He's a lot like Westbrook, don't you think? Very much so. I think that's a great comparison, Chuck, is his ability to change gears, his ability to finish at the rim. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I was just – amazed at how fast he was with the basketball from one end of the floor to the other. When I watched Purdue play a couple times this mm -hmm. year, on made baskets, they were getting the ball out of bounds and beating the defense down by just wow. giving it to him. Not throwing it ahead, just giving it to him and letting him put the ball on the deck and attack. Well, you know what? Uh, Purdue had a player by the name of Sasha Stefanovic at a Crown Point, Indiana, who can shoot the three. Yep. Jay Nivey did a lot of draw and kicks because he would draw a crowd when he was going to the rim. And so Stefanovic would be on the wing or in the corner, and Ivy would find him. And so, I mean, if you look at now the makeup, Bill and Will, of, of what Detroit is doing, you know, the Bulls have got to play them four times. I know, okay? and that's, that's the thing. Just, and we, we talk about and everybody wants to play uh, a fast style of game. Everybody wants to play up-tempo. Now, all of a sudden, with this team, that I mean, this this is you talk about the number of possessions in a four quarter game, and that's why I was joking that Bill's not going to say much because Chuck, you got to keep up with the action. You got to let people know what's going on. <laughs> Bill will just have to say a few words coming out of timeouts. That's normal. <laughs> all right. So again, uh, we are uh, we're waiting for the Indiana Pacers show. Indiana. Will and Bill, this is another team. I think they are growing impatient in Indianapolis. They've kind of said, okay, we made that trade with Sacramento. And, uh, you know, they brought in Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald. But it's not enough. And we've heard a lot of rumors about Brogdon on the block. Miles Turner on the block. Maybe they're looking for a second lottery pick. They want to shake things up. Where do you think this Pacer ball club is headed? Well, I think they're headed in the right direction. I think they're they're making, initially they're making some really positive moves, you know, because it's nobody wants to use the word rebuild, right? You want to try to get better by slowly improving. So we are waiting the pick for the Indiana Pacers, and let's see where we're going to go. Yep. Uh, ben uh, Matherin uh, out of Arizona. I was telling Bill before we came on the air, I've seen a lot of tape on this kid. Whoever taught him how to shoot a basketball, well, his balance, his base is superb. His shot mechanics is off the charts. Where, where do you, I mean, at what point with your brain and, and motor memory, Bill and Will, do you, do you say, okay, I, I've, I've kind of got this together. I'm not herky-jerky. I don't have a hitch in my shot um, because this kid has a beautiful release. He, he really does. And, you know, that's different for everybody because I, I kind of make a comparison kind of like the golf swing. You know, it's something you always tinker with, something you're always playing with, something you're always trying to do better. You know, it's not just about repetition. 
there is, as you just pointed out, Chuck, a technique that you use in order to get better. And, you know, that's one of the things I like about the game now because you have these individual coaches and you have another eye. You have somebody, a trained eye, looking at your shot. What, you know, it, it could be something uh, as, as small as just, you know, where you put your index finger or is there too much of the palm on the basketball? You know, we talk about fingertip control. And I agree with you. When I've watched this kid play, I mean, I, <clears throat> what's one of the things that you cannot have enough of in this league, and that's shooting. If you talk about the Golden State Warriors and the two games that they lost in the, in the NBA Finals, what was it about? It was games that they just couldn't hit enough shots consistently. I thought their defense was fine, kept them in the games. But they just couldn't hit enough shots consistently from the perimeter. You can never, and I think that's one of the things that the Bulls are going to be working on you know, not so much in the draft tonight, but I think through free agency, maybe through trades, is getting more outside shooting. You can, you know, it used to be back in the day when Bill and I played, you couldn't have too many big men. Now you can't have enough shooters. Correct. Coming in, you know, whether it's your 14th, 15th guy, whether it's a guy that's on a two-way contract, teams now are always looking for shooters because as you just talked about, Chuck, drive and kick, drive and kick. And, you know, we talk about the Bulls. We got one of the best drive and kick guys in the league in Zach Levine. Well, well, ben, Big Ben, you know Ben's from Montreal, Canada. Yes. Oh, he's now the Bill. highest here we NBA go. draft pick from Montreal. You know who the second highest draft pick from Montreal is? You. Yes. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> just, thought I'd, just thought I'd throw that out there. I mean, well, it's... here we are. It's, uh, <laughs> what time is it? It's 741 and Bill's done. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Bill, it's been a pleasure. Um, <laughs> he got his factoid in. <laughs> but but I'll, I'll say this for Indiana because, again, I think there's a lot of pressure on Kevin Pritchard. Yes. Uh, the, the GM there. But I think Indiana, they, they did the right thing. They, they didn't outsmart themselves. You know, it would have been saying themselves, okay, we we're going to take a gamble, and if we have a deal in place with Turner, we're going to take Duran, <coughs> or we're going to trade a couple down and package deal where we get another first-round pick. They said, you know what? This kid can shoot because, well, wouldn't you agree, and Bill, you've got to have shooters, but also, especially in today's NBA, you've got to defend. I mean, you've got to have 3D players. The guys oh. that can shoot threes, but you got to defend. If you can't defend, I mean, you could have great shoot. You got to have rim protectors. Listen, yeah. it's sorry, but it's a copycat league to a certain extent, right? But you, most teams, can't replicate what Golden State has been able to do over the years. That's 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 like lightning in a bottle, right? Yes. And you think about what they've been able to do four championships in the last eight years. You know, the way that Steph spreads the floor. Um, so I, I agree with you, Chuck, in the sense that, you know, you you got to have guys that can shoot, but not, not necessarily as good as Steph Curry, but you also got to have guys that can play defense on the other end because the one thing you can't do in this league is just step out on the floor and expect to outscore teams because teams are just too good. And there are teams that you can't outscore, but that's not going to get you very far in the playoffs. You have to be able to make stops. You have to be able at times lean on your defense when you're not knocking down shots because it just doesn't happen every single night. And your defense is what will keep you in games when your offense is struggling. But to your point also, you, you can't be Golden State, but everyone gets enamored with Steph Curry because he's such a great shooter. But that to me, that's 
just part of his game because he's a great ball handler. He can finish at the rim, and he, he's got a motor that just doesn't stop. We, I've watched him play for years now, and when he doesn't have the ball, he's moving as much, if not more, than anyone else on the floor when he does not have the basketball, and that's why he's able to get open and you know, get, get the shots he gets because he's always moving to an open spot and being available for the, to get the ball from his teammates. And that's what makes him so difficult to guard because of how active he is without the basketball. The defense never gets an opportunity to rest. And that's one of the things, remember, they were talking about during the NBA Finals, you know, it was there was, a, I don't say it was an argument, it was more of a discussion, but he was probably the best conditioned player in the NBA because the amount of movement, as you talk about, Bill, he just doesn't go to the corner and stand or go to the wing and stand. I mean, he is fluidity by definition because he is always moving and that's what makes him so difficult to guard because you can turn your head for a brief second to see if you're in the right position to see if you need to help and then when you turn back around he's gone and then once as we've seen with him once you're a step behind you're already late we'll hang on for a second we're going to keep you another segment Uh, portland is up next uh, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington. We're on 670 The Score from Advocate, the 2022 NBA Draft. We are on the seventh pick, the Bulls with number 18. This segment brought to you in part by Bet Rivers, along with Tasty Works, Lakeshore Recycling Systems, Horizon Therapeutics, Bet MGM, Duncan, and the Great Lakes Credit Union. We'll have more coming up next on 670 The Score with your Chicago Bulls. With the fifth pick in the 2022 NBA Draft, the Detroit Pistons select Jaden Ivey from Purdue University. What will the Chicago Bulls do with the 18th overall pick in tonight's NBA Draft? Chuck Swarski and Bill Winnington continue to break it down on the Scores NBA Draft Special. All right, so there you have it. Jaden Ivey to the Detroit Pistons. Chuck Swarski, Bill Winnington, Will Purdue, Bill, of course, Three-time NBA champion, Will Purdue, three times with the Bulls, once with the Spurs. Is that right? That is correct, Chuck. All right. By the way, where are your rings? Not specifically, but I mean, do you you bring them out? What do you do with them? They're in a safety deposit box, and I bring them out occasionally for black tie events or whatever. Do you ever wear them? Very rarely. (laughs) For black tie events, Charlie. Um. Charity but I really don't go to black tie events, so they don't come out much. Yeah, like charity functions like Bill's talking about. Or when I'm going to speak at a school or something, I'll go bring, get them and bring them out and show the kids. Now, uh, obviously, uh, the Bulls and the Spurs, in this case, very generous with the rings. Are, are you shocked at where this is all taking the next, the next, the next level? I mean, I don't end, I mean, the funny thing is, I go back and I look at our first ring from 91. I mean, it, it, it it's puny yep. compared to what the rings look like <laughs> oh, now. Today's rings? Oh, my. It, it, it's, it's, un, it, it's almost like my 91 Bulls ring could fit probably inside of what the Golden State Warriors are about to get yep. for their championship rings this year. I mean, you could, like, pop the top off, put my ring in, and then still have that ring there. I mean, it's just – it almost looks like just a – I mean, it's beautiful to me, but it almost looks like just a, a high school class ring now because it's so small compared to what these, you know. I mean, that's, that's even like tonight. We're, we're, you know, we stand out here and we're kind of joking about the, the outfits and the colors and, you know, they're making statements. But I'm like, man, I haven't seen bling like this in years yep. with these guys have around <laughs> their necks. 
It's, a, did they buy this or is this stuff on loan? Kind of like when, you know, you, you watch the carpet. Oscars. Yep. So we have uh, two more picks. Number seven, interesting, the wild card in this draft, at least in the first round of the uh, lottery, Shaden Sharp, who never played one college game at Kentucky, he uh, re-enrolled, graduated early from high school, made a commitment to attend Kentucky after attending um, prep schools in Kansas and Arizona. And so he never played for John Calipari, enters the draft taken by Portland with the seventh pick. New Orleans with the eighth pick goes for Dyson Daniels. We get back to Shaden Sharp, another Canadian pick. Uh, out of London, Ontario, Canada, it's about an hour and a half away from Toronto. Uh, London, Ontario, I've been there. Actually, I called a preseason game with Raptors and Philadelphia 76ers. They had a preseason game in London, Ontario, Canada, Bill. And, uh, and here we have our second Canadian taken in the first seven picks. Yeah, I mean, basketball is booming in Canada. And I've talked to, I did a couple... Uh, report, um, interviews with the Canadian media uh, coming into the draft in the last couple of weeks, and they're talking about it and just how big basketball is growing in Canada and what's going on just all uh, just all over the country. And <clears throat> you got so many guys playing and so many guys playing in American universities now. Uh, the game is really growing, and uh, I, they're competitive. And, and we knew just from last year, last year, other than the United States, Canada was the second most represented country in the NBA, and they're ju they're just all over the place, and they're growing. The game is growing. The NBA is is really Canada uh, television wise is the same as the United States. They're watching the same stuff, and they're watching ESPN. They're watching the TNT and, and the games uh, on ESPN all the time. So uh, the kids are starting to play a lot more than they were back back in the 60s and 70s when I was playing. All right, uh, well, before we uh, take a break, any final thoughts from you? You know, it's as we build up to the 18th pick. Which is why we're here. There's a lot of anticipation on what are the Bulls going to do. And as we get closer and closer, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that as we get to 9, 10, 11, 12, that all of a sudden the commissioner comes out and says, we have a announcement. There has been a trade. The Bulls are going to take the 18th pick name a player and move up in the draft and take somebody. And I think that's, you know, because one of the things I'm talking, I, I have found out, Chuck, and I've been, I talked about this on TV today. I was on 670 last week. I mean, we have the 18th pick. I've had more people talk to me about this draft this year than when we had the fourth pick with Patrick Williams. We had all Why those. Why is that, Will? Well, first of all, because we made the playoffs. We're now a playoff team. We have expectations, and, and the team and the fans expect this team now to get better from where they were last year. And, you know, A, sign Zach. B, you know, are we going to do – what are we going to do in the draft? Because, you know, it was – and rightfully so, the commissioner, you know, in his opening speech talked about how the Golden State Warriors were built through the draft. When you talk about Draymond Green and Clay and Steph, they were picked by – the Golden State Warriors in the draft. Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole. And, and I think that there is, there's value every year. And we've seen more and more value, know, in, in the second round. So I think that it's just – and, and these guys I trust. I think Daniel Greenberg tweeted, tweeted that out today. 
And I think that they are, they are going to do something that will make this team better. We're just anxiously awaiting to see what that is. I got two, two things to say. One, one, the last 18th pick was a team uh, teammate of yours, B.J. Armstrong. For the From Bulls. Iowa. Yep. And having said that, if, became the Bulls, an all-star. if the Bulls do move up to the 11th, 12th pick, who would you like to see him take? Williams. Duke? From, the Williams from Duke? Yep. Yep. That's the guy. Yep. We, we got to take a break. Will, a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoyed it. All right. Uh, we'll have more coming up right here from The Advocate on 670 The Score, brought to you in part by Bet Rivers, Tasty Works, Lakeshore Recycling Systems, Horizon Therapeutics, Bet MGM, Duncan, along with Great Lakes Credit Union, Chuck Swirsky, Bill Weddington will update the uh, draft now going with the San Antonio Spurs on the clock right here on 670 The Score and the Bulls 2022 NBA Draft. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.